bud. All right, Joe, by law, I need to let you know we are recording now. And welcome to the SWB Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, The Real Gadabby. And as always, I've got Joey Fantasy. Your 2013 champion. A long time ago. I don't know how many times I have to remind you. Uh, we're here with a special episode today because the commissioner, Joey Fancy, wants to go over some uh, protocol and possibilities of the pandemic. You can see we're not wearing a face mask today because we're socially distanced from many, many miles. Yes, that's correct. Um, so, Joe, uh, which pandemic topic would you like to start with here? I know yes. everybody's they get they have their testing. Uh, the NFL has their testing schedule for you know the players as they come to training camp and weekly, daily before competitions. Every time they come into the uh, the uh, training camps or the facilities, they'll be tested. Pretty much, they're talking like three, four times a week. These guys are going to be tested. So hopefully, most of them are caught pretty early. But uh, anyways, like I said, I'll let you kind of commission your way through this. Yeah, so first things first, I don't know if you saw. I know we haven't really talked about it, but, yeah, the the preseason's underway. Guys are, you know, reporting to camp. Um, however, I saw a video of guys reporting to camp, and there's like a little – like a, a metal detector almost like looking like thing that sprays sanitizer on these guys before they're actually walking into the facilities. But – um yeah, I wanted to do this podcast mainly because, you know, last week we had the SWB golf outing for our listeners out there, a bunch of our high school buddies, you know, you know both in our grade and the grades pretty much below us and above us. How many guys would you say we had there? I think I think they said we had, what, 40, 50 guys from, you know, I anywhere. Say, I didn't say single mask. Yeah, not one mask, and not to mention there was other golfers on the course. So, yeah, we were, we were around probably 75 to 100 people at that golf course, I would say. But it's golf. I mean, you're outside. You're only two guys in a cart. You know, Two guys in a cart. Two guys in a cart, four guys sharing a hot dog. You know how that works. So, But there, that's really where it kind of kicked to me. Obviously, we had all of our members with the exception of one at the golf outing. Um but nobody was prepared, including the other 30 guys that were there that do fantasy football about this pandemic. I thought, you meant, no, I thought you meant they weren't prepared for the draft because that could also be true. Well, they weren't prepared for golf, the draft, or the pandemic scenarios. And for those listeners out there, we do a $200 buy-in, and that's significant to us. Yeah, two zero zero two hundred dollars buy-in. We that's, some big, that's, that's getting up there big boy money. That's big boy money right now. So – the problem lies that, you know, and I spoke with other fantasy, you know, enter, entrepreneurs, and nobody has a game plan. If anything happens like the MLB where there's, you know, players that get, you know, test positive or break protocol and are not able to travel with the team for whatever reasons, or, you know, if they simply just postpone a game and put it to a bye week or if they were a reduction of salary. So there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts. And when there's money involved, you want to make sure you do, you know, the best and most appropriate thing for uh, all parties involved. And if you don't have it taken care of before the season. Oh, you mean the easiest? I wouldn't say the easiest, but if this isn't taken care of within the next four weeks before this season kicks off, 
I mean, there could be a lot of unethical things going on in your leagues. And our league is all about the integrity. And, you know, we want everything to be fair. Okay. And Dom, you, you know that. So let's, let's hit on the, I know that was a lot to, to take right there, but let's, let's hit on the first, first thing and the most obvious. Let's say, let's talk about the rosters, just individual players. If one's infected or one for whatever reason is not capable of playing in that week due to the COVID-19. Um, what, what is the scenario? Do you add an extra IR spot? Um, I mean, in, you know, I guess I would start by saying, depending on your platform, if, you know, if the ESPN app or the sleeper app or the Yahoo app, if, if they've implemented a way that if a guy is labeled under the, you know, a COVID protocol that they're eligible, because I know sometimes those guys aren't always eligible for IR guys that are ruled out, you know, you can't even put them in that spot period. And that's just the, that's just a software problem. So hopefully the, uh, the designers, the software designers of some of these apps kind of help, help us help our leagues out with, you know, making it like you just said, if a guy goes on COVID for a week or two, can I just put him in an extra IR spot compared to, all right, well, he's not an IR. So technically they're not letting me put him in that spot. So now, you know, what's our backup plan from there? Because if we can, and we could just label the IR spots for COVID guys, then that's fine. Uh, you know, that's what I would say. I guess I'm not telling everybody what to do. I'm just thinking, you know, that would be one way to do it. Um, another discussion with some of my other, my friends here in the uh, fantasy football community, you know, some of them mentioned kind of like the commissioner's exempt list. So say we can't use the drop-down menu for IRs for guys who are just diagnosed with COVID, you know, at this point, it would almost be an honor system that you, the commissioner, would have to reinforce where, you know, Zeke Elliott gets COVID and I can't put him on IR and I need to make a pickup and I really shouldn't be forced to drop one of my actual players for him. And then it becomes a whole thing where somebody's stealing Cole Beasley from me where I'm not trying to drop Cole Beasley this week, but, Either way, I let Zeke go. Now, you know, Joe knows this, that I've dropped Zeke because of COVID, and I plan on picking him up and releasing somebody at the time when he's, uh, you know, clear for play. So, again, that's kind of like a – it's a little more on the commissioners and a little more on just, you know, guys not going in. Like, well, I picked him up because – Like an honor system. Yeah, like an honor system, but, again – I've seen the commissioner's controls. You can go in there and take a guy right off his team if you yeah, want Yeah, you to. can do – the commissioner has access to everything. And and the other question, like I said there, yeah, that's great. And, Danny, if, you, if for some reason – you know, some of the guys in our league don't like to carry two quarterbacks, don't like to carry two, two tight ends, or for the case you stated, may not want to drop that receiver that might – you know, you might want to hang on to. So you shouldn't feel obligated to, to release a starter due, COVID, due to COVID. But the other question with the players, and then we'll move on after this topic, is – you know, let's say, you know, there's a risk in every week with injury and, and things happening when you're playing football and especially in fantasy football. Um, but an example where, you know, there's a Monday night game or a Sunday night game and you have Zeke Elliott, you know, as you're running back, like you stated before, that has that Monday night game. And let's say Monday morning comes around and everybody on your bench and everybody on your rosters played. And now Zeke 
comes down with um, COVID-19 and, and what, what do you do? Are you, are, is that the owner's fault for taking that risk and not having, you know, I guess it's kind of like a guy catching an illness before a game or, you know, injuring himself the day before in practice, but that doesn't happen so often, especially with a year like this. What is the solution there? Or is it, hey, you're shit out of luck? Right. I mean, now that, you know, when you're thinking about that question, you know, there's, again, something, you know, my things I've read online, again, they put on more stress on the commissioner now because, you know, in that situation, you know, does this guy own the backup? Does he have Tony Pollard on his bench? Can he just plug him in Monday night? And if he doesn't, is he just SOL? Um, you know, one of the suggestions I've seen, again, not what I'm saying we should do, but there's, you know, guys are like, all right, if something were to happen to your players, you could pick one flex player to play in his position where the commissioner would then have to adjust the lineup accordingly to uh, make up for that player. And if you don't get your players in, then you, just, you, take, you take the zero, you take whatever you can scrounge off the waiver wire on a Monday night, hopefully that, you know, one of the other guys in the league doesn't see this. And, you know, how do you stop those guys from going and pick up Tony Pollard? Technic, knowing that Tony Pollard is now a starting running back for the next two, three weeks, how do you, you know, commission somebody from, you know, taking that handcuff back up? Or he, Tony, Pollard, Tony Pollard's probably already – roster too so now somebody else already has them so that might not even be an option for most players so you know that does bring up a lot of issue and uh yeah, yeah. i mean you just said it there like your our draft our octon draft do you have to be very self-conscious this year with everything that's going on and make sure that you're prepared for anything um and a kind of coattail right off of that like i i don't know what the answer is for that situation i would for the actual individual player that catches covid I would, and especially like on a Monday night, if you had him starting personally, I'd be leaning like your SOL shit out of luck. Cause I mean, that could happen anywhere where right. someone could catches the flu or is not feeling well, or, you know, they had an injury. You're not sure whether or not that's the risk. You're Sam Darnold came down mono before his Thursday night game. And it was just right. But on the other, on the flip side now, here's, here's where it gets really interesting. And let's move on to teams. Let's say this, that same scenario, there's a Monday night game. And for the sake of Zeke Elliott, since we brought him up, the Dallas Cowboys, they are playing the Steelers on a Monday night game. And now I know that's not happening this year, but let's just picture it happening. That would be a terrible game that nobody would want to watch. Right. Two of the you know, most popular franchises in the Two league. Two of the most annoying fan bases is what he meant to say. So let's just say Monday morning rolls around and there's an outbreak in Dallas. And they decide they're going to postpone those games and move them. They both have lined up bye weeks they're going to move it to the bye week what happens now to any of those fantasy owners who had Steelers or Dallas players playing on Monday night with a late cancellation and and what do you do there I mean I mean I don't know I'm glad I'm not commissioner because you're going to make a lot of people mad yeah and then games, you're playing for money it's games be bucks. won and lost yeah, See, I see. I made or break. I mean, if it's the last week and that happens, and you're a game away from making the playoffs, or even in the beginning of the season, where you, if you miss the playoffs by a game, and it's like, well, what, you know, what happened earlier in there? Um, 
costed them a year. So again, my solution, because I've been thinking about this a lot, and we're trying to make the integrity of our league. Um, we're trying to make this the best league as possible, and we're all great friends. But you listen to whatever podcast you want out there, the Fantasy Counselor. Nobody's talking about this, and it's a, it's real. So again, I, I will give any of our listeners our, what I think is the best thing. I'm not saying it's the right thing, but you know, if that scenario does happen where a team or a player but mainly a team, I will say, gets postponed on a Monday night and you had a player in there, they should automatically, whatever player that they had playing in that Monday night, whether it's one or two players, should automatically revert to the highest scoring player in that position on their bench. Now, if it's a kicker or a defense, most guys don't hold two of those, then they would automatically get the kick highest scoring kicker on the waiver wire or the highest scoring defense on the waiver wire for that weekend. And now if I'm playing you, Dom, and we both like to play Monday night kickers, you know that we like to hold on to those guys late in the season, you know, and get, get late in the week, get those extra points. Oh, on all my strategy. That, that would also mean that both you and I share that highest scoring kicker. Therefore that game would be over before it started. But I think that's the fairest way. Cause I don't know what other way to do it. And I don't think commissioners should be taking Thursday before Thursday night's game, all these backups. And cause you know, there's 11, 12 guys total in this league. I got to talk to 11 different guys and try and get them to give me their backups before eight o'clock kickoff on Thursday. I mean, they it's can write it down. Happen. They don't have to get it right to you. Um, I know if you go into the app and every match has a uh, smack chat down there and they could be submitted and it would be right there in print time stamped. You know, if they care enough about their team, they're going to do their homework and get their substitutes in because what you're suggesting is every single week, Joe, you know how many guys you go find on the waiver wire who probably outscored your worst wide receiver or your worst kicker? You know, yeah, but you should have if it's a so here's if it's a receiver or running back, 12 out of 12 owners should have. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you're going to have someone to fill in on your bench. So you would already had him in there if you were able. So to. I'd already I'd already have Cole Beasley sitting there, and if it just happened to be that one game where he, you know, scored two touchdowns in a hundred yards, and you would benefit. I was never going to start the one we played three wide receivers. You would benefit from him being. On I don't want to bench like that. I want to tell you, my next guy in line is Cole Beasley. Not oh, my next guy in line is going to be either Cole Beasley or. Michael Gallup or uh, some other wide receiver that I'd just be sitting because I don't want to pull the trigger on him. But now Joe's going to let me play all three of them technically, and I get to take the best guy. It could also hurt you though too. So that that's if a team gets canceled. Let me hurt me. I automatically get my best wide receiver. I hold if I hold five wide receivers, I just sit there and wait. Let it shake out. Yeah, if you have five of them, but you're not going to have five receivers on your bench. The limit, I think, is five. So you'd have to play at least two of those. So you'd have a choice between three receivers. I mean, the only other way to to possibly do that would be in our group chat. Everybody would have to submit it before Thursday and understand that, hey, if you don't get it in by Thursday, if it's not visible to the group, then you're SOL. And that's for the game, you know, the evening games. And – I guess the one, the only other suggestion I might be able to do um, instead of it needing to be a running back for a running back or a wide receiver for a wide receiver is just to keep the list short of you got to do this, do this. You just pick one guy. Other than, other than, you know, if it's a running back, wide receiver, tight end, 
you pick one guy flex, you know, kind of just like a flex. And no matter what position that guy plays, this is the guy that's going to plug in for him. And I guess the only time I'd feel different about that is if it was my quarterback. You know, I want, you know, clearly you can look at my bench and tell you who my other quarterbacks are going to be. But instead of me sitting here and hoping. So what about the defense or kicker where nobody holds two? Well, if the whole defense is out, then we're talking about the whole game being gone, and that's going to affect multiple teams. Um, yeah, so what do you do there? If it's a defense, what do you do? You, you would have to give them something. If it's a defense, I would guess, it's you know. a kicker. In a defense or kicker, I guess maybe you can go by a player's average. Or, I would, just, I would the, just revert them to the highest scoring kicker on the waiver wire. Yeah, I don't like that. Just, I don't like that. Just giving somebody the highest points when they've thought about nothing and they well, actually let the highest guy sit there. Well, it's not their fault that the game was postponed either. Yeah, that's tough luck. How about that? SOL. If your kicker goes out, you're SOL. I'm not gonna let you get lucky because so, the guy on Monday night that kicked 12 touchdowns. I was going so clearly there's touchdowns. there's controversial. There's there's an issue here. You're just trying to make it easier for everybody, Joe. Well, I'm just trying. Yeah, I'm trying to make the situation easier than it has to be. Then to get all crazy and and do different things. Well, just but wear your mask then. So let's move on to reduction of season. Similar to the other two topics we talked about. Let's just say we have a 16 game season now, and there's another outbreak of COVID-19. And now the fantasy football season and the NFL season has been reduced to eight or 10 regular seasons or whatever, just a reduction. So how do you handle that? What happens to the playoffs? Do we decide to give everybody their money back if if there's a reduction? I think there's there's a certain point where we can vote and just – actually, I don't don't even care about voting anymore, especially in the uh, SWA league because we vote to find out how we're going to vote. I think at a certain point, Joe, if this becomes too much for you, you can cancel the league. That's what the commissioners do. And you'd be like, that's it, guys. You know, I'm not going to try to figure out how to run this, you know, eight But to, just season. so everybody that's listening is clear, when Dom starts off at eight and one and then the season gets reduced to a uh, 12-game season, I'm sure the guy that's sitting on the other side of the microphone here is going to be the first one to say, how could you cancel it? That was so stupid, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I mean if, you, if we already played nine games, I guess, what do you cancel it for? You're talking if we get three, four games in. Well, if you start 4-0, oh, you're going to be chirping. Yeah, I'm going to be chirping. I'm going to be chirping if I start 2-2. So what does vote. it matter? So, yeah, reduction. We're talking about right? if it pits back up. If it, so, if we, if we get the first three, four games in and then everything gets canceled and they come back in, they're like, all right, we're only going to play four more games, go right into the playoffs. Then I guess if we were to vote on it, that would be it. Like, I think look, we can get creative, though. You know that. There was only Everybody a, makes the – I mean, we're going to have to adapt. This yeah, year you could do that. We can just go points, total points, I guess, for a season. No playoff schedule. Just let them play out the last four or five games that they decide, and we go most points as a champion. I guess that's the only other way to do it. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be interesting, needless to say. There's a lot, there's a lot of cloudiness. All right, about this boring stuff, Joe. Yeah, let's COVID, move on. COVID ain't even real. You taking the next topic or what? Yeah, let's talk next topic. Let's talk about the auction. Year two. We got still year one for Chase. Uh, maybe Anthony will help him out when they're changing the He's got somebody helping him out. He does. I think he does. I think maybe Jeff Corbin. 
Well, I, I think when he was at the golf outing, he was looking for a uh, co-owner. Maybe a partner? Or at least somebody else to get made fun of. Someone just put, put the bill? A scapegoat. That's what Chase was looking for. Another scapegoat. He's like, that's easy. Every time they make fun of me, I just told him it was Anthony's fault. So he's going to try to do that to Jeff Corbo. He's the only owner that had, you know, has involvement with other people helping him with his uh, waiver wires and drafts. So, yeah, it's, it's, an, this is a real big year for that kid. And I don't want to get off topic too much, but, you know, this is going to make or break him. I mean, I could see him retiring. Maybe he should. He always threatens it. Uh, anyway, you know, the draft, the auction draft, it's not very common. It's, uh, you know, for somebody like myself and not you, but there's not many podcasts. They don't cover, they don't cover auction drafts because they are so unpredictable in terms of people's personal preference. So you really have a hard time. Like if I look up a uh, auction draft ranking and I put in, you know, our $200 budget, 12 teams and our settings and stuff, and it's over here telling me that you would be overpaying for Pat Mahomes if you paid $25 for him. And I'm thinking Pat Mahomes is going to go for $40 in our league. You know, that's, that's what I can see. Lamar Jackson is going for 40 So it's hard to look at guys like that um, and gauge, you know, what, what they're worth. And then at the same point, maybe when I look at something like that and I see guys in our league, you know, taking Baker Mayfield for $24 when Pat Mahomes is barely, you know, uh, ranked out or statted out as worth $24, you know, maybe I can use that as my own advantage that one of you are going to spend $45 on Lamar Jackson and that's going to cripple the rest of your budget. So it's like, you know, what are you thinking this year, especially now that more guys might not be as uh, crazy to spend money as quickly as we might have last year with the $64 for Saquon and the $65 for Alvin Kamara. So, you know, just wondering, you know, so I'm asking you, what do you think some of the different strategies might be this year for other guys? Yeah, I'm not sure because obviously there's one owner that didn't participate. So he's kind of a, a curveball and the whole whole scheme of things um, to see how he reacts. Um, but I think, yeah, last year, everybody spent money very quickly. And towards the end of the draft, there was, with the exception of probably one owner uh, that had a significant amount of money left. He didn't um, even spend it. That didn't even spend, I think, 20 of it at the end of the season. And he was in the championship game. Didn't win it, but he was still there. So kudos to that player. So obviously – you could make things happen by spending money wisely. He didn't even play with the team that he drafted. He traded all of them away, I think, except for like one. Right. But needless to say, like geographically, for those people that don't know, Dom and I are from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, we're in the North Division of the NFL. So pretty much what that means is anybody that's in the North Division and, and the Cleveland Browns especially are going to be way overpriced in our league. So, yeah, the auction draft, wherever your players are, wherever your league is based out of, you tend to see those players obviously You're go. Be over, either overpriced or we're going to overvalue them, I guess is another word. Because you know when a guy, you know, 
I play in some of these other leagues, and these guys are like, oh, I'm from Tampa Bay. I'm going to pay a million dollars for Gronk. And I'm like, eh, go for it. I guess that's what you want to do. Or, you know, you get happy. You get your guy. I play in another league, and I'm like, ah, you know, they don't know how good, you know, I might think, I guess, Nick Chubb is or Hunt, where some guys are like, oh, I'm not touching the Cleveland backfield. I guess, like, you know, we have a little more with the uh, inside beat writers. You know, we see their tweets all the time where the other guys, they only see the national media talking about, you know, Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt sharing the backfield and it being a big problem. If I had to guess, like, not to cut you off, like strategy for this group outside of the geographical um, teams, obviously that are in the North division, those players are going to remain the same overvalued, overpriced to you and I and the average fantasy player. However, I think this year you're going to have guys – you saw it a little bit last year. I was one of them as well. Stockpile either quarterbacks, stockpile possibly tight ends, and obviously if they can, running backs, but mainly for trade bait. I think that's going to happen because you can get some good value – and some of the tight ends, but definitely with quarterbacks where you can have two or three elite quarterbacks. And if you hang on to them, I mean, you can get it. I mean, it happened last year. You can get a top 10 running back for an elite quarterback. Right. And I'm thinking too, you know, um, like we said, everybody spent so much money last year so quick. I think when we go to regress, we're going to regress way past the mean here. And guys might be shy there on those first couple guys. And I think maybe guys that are sharp enough, the guys who are just stumbling into it are going to get some real value there at the front of the draft. You know, when you start seeing those names and you're like, oh, no, I'm not getting sucked into $64 Saquon Barkley again. Or and he ends, up, and he ends up going for 50 You know, that would be, you know, that'd be a steal at that point. McCaffrey won, I think, for – Almost seventy, if not more, last year did he not? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think everybody. I think McCaffrey went for fifty-eight or something like that. I don't. Oh, that's cheap. And Michael yeah. Thomas too. He went. I think both between the two of them, it was a hundred and a quarter. I mean, Bobby got them all on his team, so somebody yeah. wasn't outbidding them. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm a fan of the auction. I've said time after time, you you can really benefit from doing your homework. So, and that, you know, obviously the main difference in the snake is you're kind of, when it's your turn in a snake draft, you kind of only have a few options there at that, that pick. Yeah. And you can kind of be forced into picking certain players, certain players that at that value, you just have to take where at least in the auction draft, you're always up and ready to get a guy that you want if you're willing to pay, or maybe, you know, other guys don't value them like that and they won't click the button. But you know that's that's kind of that's kind of why I like the auction draft. But again, like like I've said, the snake draft makes it uh, snake drafts are almost too easy now to somebody like me who does their homework. I mean, I uh, I called one of our owners today, you know, just to pick their brain, and I asked him. I said, I said, who are you paying more money for, Robert Woods or Adam Thielen? Who are you valuing higher right now? And I'm asking you this question right now, Joe. Robert Woods all day. Who do you think's going for more money? I would I would say Robert Woods. 
that's that's what he said and then i explained to him some different things and you know i gave him my part because honestly i think adam thielen would be a much better value especially because you guys are all going to want to pay for robert woods from what i'm seeing and i'm thinking adam thielen he's a ppr machine he catches the balls there's no digs there's you know there's there's no where Robert Woods is going to have Cooper Cup still there. He's still going to have Gerald Everett. He's still going to have Tyler Higby. Um, you know, and say what you want about Todd Gurley being washed up, but they're going with a committee of all first and second year running backs. You know, so those might not be the passing lanes that used to be available because no one's going to be worried about Daryl Henderson Jr. or I mean, maybe Cam Akers is better than we think, but again, he's a he's a rookie running back that might not know blocking schemes. So those might not be guys that you're trusting. Where Adam Thielen's in a he's in a comfortable situation with his own quarterback, with his still his stud running back, with a good defense, and the only real change was uh, Stephon Diggs isn't there getting 110 targets anymore, and the only replacement they had for him was a third-round rookie wide receiver. That's and, wonderful. And Kyle Rudolph. I'm just saying. You know, That's wonderful, Dom. I'm not saying you telling you got to draft Adam Thielen. It was, just, it was just something that I would put out there as you got to look at the whole situation here for some of these players that might look like they're that far apart in value, but at the same time, I would pay the money for Adam Thielen over the money for Robert Woods. And at the same time to our listeners out there with the first auction draft, you're, you're listening to the, the owner with the least amount of points scored last year. So take that with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, schedules released. Obviously for, for those of you who don't know, We've really never done something like this before, but we all we every year reset the schedule after it's already automatically set. We hit the reset button and then it automatically generates a new schedule. We have a twelve man league, uh, thirteen is it thirteen weeks 13 regular weeks. season? So you get to see uh, two owners twice in the season. So we are going to spice things up and try and draw a little bit of interest with our league and get the guys all fired up, ball bust a little bit. And next Thursday, 8 o'clock, we will be clicking that button and resetting the schedule. Um, earlier in this year, we had all owner, every owner on for a podcast. And during those podcasts, if you want to go back and listen to them, each owner you know, pretty much stated who they'd love to see uh, twice in a season and who they would not like to see twice in a season. So it'll be interesting once we click that button to get everybody's blood boiling and uh, see who we land twice in the year. I know I'm hoping for that lucky Chase Bob combo. Yeah. I made, a, I made a living off my 60 victories off of those two guys. Yeah, you did. You sure did. Why don't you tell everybody what your record is with uh, the combination of Chase and Bob? Um, I'm 10 and one against Bob, and I don't know. I'm 10 and one against Chase, and I'm nine and three against Bob. So 19 and four against yeah. those two owners? I have 58 wins, and they are 19 of them. They're almost half of them. Blessed. So with that, I mean, I don't have anything else. I mean, you got to beat the scrubs. You don't lose the bad teams. I mean, Bobby had the most points, but I'm not going to, I'm not respecting Bobby as an owner who can't get into the playoffs with 
Christian McCaffrey in a year that he broke about every single fantasy football running back record and Michael Thomas, who broke every single wide receiver record in the same time while he lucked his way into Kenyon Drake for the last six weeks. And he couldn't figure out a way to win a game if his life depended on it. And don't tell me, Joe, it's just luck. I'll be the last one to tell you it's luck. Mr. Lowest points. I win the games. Well, you play to win the games, Joe. How many times I got to tell you that? Well, we should be on next week. Hopefully, we'll get in a routine here, getting this podcast up and going. Maybe Joe will do some of his homework. We can do uh, some top 12s. Anything. I mean, I know yeah. we already did running backs. What so. we need to do, listeners out there, is get a plan together for the pandemic, especially if there's money involved. Don't you even take one. If you could take one thing away from them today, don't worry about Adam Thielen. You should be worried about Adam Thielen. Worry about how you're going to collect your money when you cheated because right, me, of two players. Was... Let me check the, uh, the notebook here. Oh, here we go. Mm. Nobody wants to see mm. you go in your notebook, oh, see your great. T-shirt from the counselor. The counselor. Buying mentality, boys. Don't be a sheep. Don't try to look at my notebook. I saw you guys. Joe, pick a number. Six, LeBron James. Chris Godwin. All right, pick another one through five. Three. T.Y. Hilton, bust. My number three, bust. All right, another one through five. One. Odell Beckham Jr., my number one sleeper outside the top 12. You're welcome. You're not getting any more. Good luck, boys. I know you didn't do your homework. Put that away. Draft kits are over by the 16-round draft. This is the counselor today. All right. Well, I guess that's all we got for you. A uh, little stale podcast tonight, but that's because we had a lot of information we needed to get out there, not pertaining with the actual fantasy football season, but the NFL as a whole. So, you know, we want – this is mostly for our SWV League listeners this week to start thinking, you know, get some ideas. Be prepared to be upset because that's what you guys usually do. So, you know, something's not going to go your way and it's going to be COVID's fault. And, you know, just like you don't yell at the lady at Walmart because she asked you to put your mask on, don't be yelling at Joe because your guy got COVID on Monday night and you want Joe to just give you the best guy available. Okay? Just be prepared and do what you're told. And come up with a plan now before it's too late. Get a plan now, and then we'll vote on how to vote on it. Then we'll then, vote how to vote on it. And then once we find out which way we voted, we'll then vote on the last three options to vote on how to vote on those options. And if your last name's in a vowel, you'll probably have a little bit of luck on you'll your side. Probably get whatever you want. All right, boys. But next week, we'll spice it up. We'll get that, uh, that schedule game out, and you know we'll look at who – who we think's got the best schedule, you know, depending on who they're facing. And maybe, we'll, like I said, maybe we'll talk fantasy football. Maybe we'll pull on a live stream with some owners, see what their reactions yeah. are. Maybe we'll go live on YouTube. Hope you guys all like and subscribe to the YouTube page. All right. Anyways, I'm the real good at me. This is Joey Fantasy. I'm Joey Fantasy. 
And this is the SWB podcast. We'll see you guys next week.